How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 40 Chapter 4 This is Season 40 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 4. In this episode, we will be integrating our discussion of topology with decontextualization and binary choices. To start off, rationalization, that is the contextualization of pre-verbalization through the tonic-dominant bond, or even, verbalization of impulses, renders impulses topological properties of a consensual field because it integrates them. That is to say, in the translation of impulses into language, they become bonded into the structure of a consensual field. When the tonic-dominant bond is used for economic activity, which is to say that money is provided to facilitate the effectuation of the impulses of the tonic, this represents decontextualization in the hands of the laborer but it only represents that decontextualization to the extent that it frees the laborer from binary choices between the facilitation of impulses. This may mean that if the laborer avails themselves of the third choice, the decontextualizing choice, then the result is a net loss of contextualization. But that decontextualization is emulsified once the money is used to effectuate impulses according to a binary or non-binary choice. The tonic in this scenario also achieves some measure of contextualization through the actions of the laborer, meeting their expectations. But the alternative is when the tonic achieves some decontextualization by compelling the laborer into a binary choice. To return to the social economy described in much earlier podcasts, confidence is decontextualizing like currency, to the extent it permits evasion of binary choices and opens up a greater variety of choices. But often confidence is channeled into a particular task, that task contextualizing the experience. Since social contracts represent exchanges of confidence rather than a net gain or loss, the expectations met in accordance with a social contract provides for contextualization. In a tonic-dominant economic bond, the tonic achieves confidence their expectations will be met. The laborer receives capital in exchange for their labor, and on the balance, The decontextualization follows whomever is restricted to binary options. Now, it is true that decontextualization promotes dissonance in the tonic-dominant bond. Over time, this dissonance, or desynchronization leads to the breakdown of multipolar tonic-dominant bonds. If you imagine a multipolar tonic-dominant bond as like a social orbit, then you can imagine that asynchronization or dissonance manifests in perturbations of the orbit, rather like an object being bumped from a groove. If decontextualization is practiced extensively, then tonic-dominant bonds will have to absorb those perturbations to avoid recession. The degree to which a social orbit can acclimate to perturbations is a reflection not just of how exclusive it is, but also the subsidiary tonic-dominant bonds it subsists within. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.